Welcome back to Not 97. This is season two's bonus episode, one like we've never done before, featuring an entire covers EP filled with explosive renditions of classic songs originally intended to score films. The artist is C.S. Armstrong, previously featured on episode seven of this second season. The man has gone by many names across an illustrious career, equipped with an utterly commanding, ruthlessly soulful voice. Voice. At the table, we're joined by Van Common, a Not 97 Season 1 alum who returns to New York after a six-month adventure around America. Live from only New York, this is not a podcast, this is not a radio show, this is Not 97. Enjoy. Welcome back to Not 97, not a podcast, not a radio show. Here, Lower East Side at Only New York. This is a bonus episode for our season two. Boom. We have a bonus guest with us, Boom. Mr. Van Common, aka Sebastian, who was here for last year's bonus episode. What's going on? Welcome back to New York. Thank you, guys. I'm happy to be here once again. What have you been up to since we last saw you? Take us on the journey. I've done too, it's too many things. There's been highs and lows, but I, I think I've seen. The, the ugly and the beautiful side of America by now. So that does, that's a good way to, to end the trip. Yeah. From New York to L.A. to... Yeah, I went from New York to San Francisco, then to L.A., then to Portland, Seattle, back to L.A., to Austin, New Orleans, now back in New York City. Tell the people what you told us before. If you had to move to the United States permanently, what's the city you would live in? I would probably live in Brooklyn. Yeah. There it is. Ooh. There you go. There it is. Shout out to Brooklyn. All right. We've got a special show today, something that we've never done before. We've never done a lot of these things before. We've never played any covers. We've never played a full album or EP, and we've never played multiple songs by the same artist. So here we go. C.S. Armstrong, a man of many names formerly Chauncey Sherrod, formerly Rocky Evans, and formerly in a group, Charlie Red, uh, with a composer and multi-instrumentalist named Cobain Ivory. This man has worked with a number of influential artists across the board from rappers like Joey Badass and, and Big Crit to producers like Taz Arnold and Sean C. He was born in Houston, moved to New York, spent a couple years, now resides in LA and what we're listening to today is a covers EP all songs that have been made or were made at one point for movies actually like all of the songs in here were created well not all of them most of them were created with the intention of being in a film and one of which was recently in Taraji Henson's film Proud Mary does that all make sense that all does make sense. Thank I, you. I, I do want to take this time to say too that one of the most powerful delivery mechanisms for music is when it's matched with picture. When those two things synchronize in the right way, they both uplift each other and they make something and create an energy and a feeling that's stronger than what each of them could have created individually. While some of these songs didn't end up in films, they still on their own carry a significant amount of weight. And so I'm, I'm really excited that we could, we could dive in and, and go over a project like this. I mean, Matt, you and I had a radio show in college as intended where we would do full albums each week. So to have this experience again, I'm really excited about it. It's different from uh, listening to an album. And like an album has a different intention behind it than 
this style of EP. It's more of a collection than anything. Yeah. And a showcase of who C.S. Armstrong is and what he can do. Let's just get into it, I guess. So the first song on here is originally a song by The Doors, and it's called Five to One.
Ooh. Exactly. That was my impression. That's a wild song, a wild delivery. He has a wild scream. Yeah. It's a great scream. The performance overall that he puts across vocally is just so engaging. I mean, the rage that you could feel there, the power, the vocal control. I mean, he doesn't sing one bum note. It's really impressive. And one of the things that's always impressed me about C.S. Armstrong is just his vocal texture, his vocal sound is always so perfect and so on point. And the way he delivers his words matches the meaning of the song and the production so seamlessly. Let me give the, the context. Words from the man himself. Five to one in particular was worked on for the just Justice League trailer produced by Jason D'Azuzio of Imagine Dragons and X Ambassadors. Does that explain the cinematic? Depth? Yeah, the, the and the depth of that sound. Like feel I feel me? like both those bands are known as kind of bands that just fill out stadiums with their sound. Yeah, I mean it's usually like a hard sound and like just like that. It's like it, it has a like kind of a pop spin on it, but it's very much rooted in rock. It's also just like crazy to me that fucking Justice League ended up going with a shitty ass Gary Clark Jr. cover and not this. Mm. I do really like uh, they have like claps in there sometimes to like offset the drums and I know there's obviously no claps in the original. I really fuck with the claps here like making kind of giving a more modern feel to the beat that that's a little more gritty yeah 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 the production was super punchy like it hits you right in the air like i mean the the headphones are pretty pretty loud but it it's super super punchy and i like the climaxes in this version are maybe a lot stronger than the original because they use like this reverb that climaxes to a max and then the whoosh, and yeah then kind of like when you walk when it's like windy outside and you walk in the subway and, you whoosh, and then you end up downstairs yeah so, yeah it's pretty awesome. It just like engulfs you. I think all of them like have a bigger climax, I guess. Like everything is like a fuller sound. It obviously makes sense, especially when they're supposed to be in like trailers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that all of these songs were probably picked out for a variety of reasons that match whatever flick they were going into. The chorus, you know, get together one more time is a great tongue-in-cheek like Justice League is assembling but at the same time like this song in particular and there are another couple on the CP also have like pre-existing strong connections to hip-hop this was used by Jay-Z as a sample in the takeover yeah but it, it's just cool and like kind of subtle to me that like he can make that that circle between finding a song that's gonna fit the movie finding a song that has an impactful lyric and also finding a song that still connects back to hip-hop I, I just think is like kind of like that meta layer that I really appreciate it's like that guitar solo is insane. I like it. I also really appreciate it because the original has a bunch of guitar soloing in it too. So that was like kind of like a nice throwback. All right. The next one changes up the vibe a little bit. This is not for a trailer. This is called Not At All. And he phrases it as kind of an intermission to give people a sense of who he is without all the big drums and high energy guitar riffs. That 
That's it. That was it. That was it. Wow. Uh, just a little snippet. Fifty-three seconds. The C.S. Armstrong song you played on the on the show on the show. What was it? Three episodes ago with Ray. Uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That was like a snippet too. Yeah, it was like a demo. So yeah, yeah, that was like a demo. But honestly, that's like uh, it's funny because number two song after such an explosive opening, that is a step back. Just him on guitar, kind of a blues vibe, and it's all and it's kind of like a, just the introduction to who he is. It brings the vibe way down very quickly, and I have some thoughts on the sequence that I definitely want to get into, kind of after we listen to more. But I really like it, and like if he's phrasing this as an introduction to his own style, I mean, someone needs to get this guy with Kanye and Bago Riri and Paul McCartney immediately. It was cool. Yeah, it was it was short. I mean, he's a he's a good singer, but. And I, I like the song, but maybe maybe it works better in context. Yeah. Like if I if I would listen to it alone, it would be yeah, it would be good. It's a little like jarring, honestly, to like start with five to one and then go into this and you're like a little uh disoriented. It's also like stunningly short. Yeah. Maybe it would be cool to do that as the first song. Mm. This is still in no order in some sense. Yeah, I'm sure, I, I, like, it might still be like mixed up. In general, like the background behind it is kind of just like he was saying, I know you have a little bit more context, but he was saying that he was just putting these out just because they should be out type of thing. You yeah. know, so it was, it, it's really not like constructed in sequence, I guess. I mean, but he still calls it an interlude. So it's meant, it's not meant to exist first. It's not meant to exist last. It's supposed to be kind of somewhere in the middle. Well, he called it an intermission. Yeah. I like the sentiment. I do too. Not uh, doesn't change anything. Next up, we have a song by Bobby Blue Bland called Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City. Ain't no love. Oh, 
This shit is so fucking good. Tell us about it. From the very beginning, like every texture on this is like very much in the Dave lane. Yes. Like the, yes. Like, <laughs> the, the intro organ, like the intro vocals, like the slow build up and then just like the kapow, like karate chop kick in the pants after that intro when the drums come in and everything kind of pushes forward. And Matt, to your point, like the combination of textures that keep it new and modern, but at the same time, reach back and remind us that this is an old soul song is an awesome contrast. I mean, the drum sounds in particular, and even the electric guitar texture are both like hyper modern rock, you know, over compressed. Like this might be the the biggest contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Between original and this version. And there are like a lot of different covers of this too. I mean, this is like a pretty, pretty strongly covered song, but yeah, I I really like this version and that just gross as fuck turnaround with like the organ of the vocals, like every now and then it's just, this is nasty. Who are some famous covers of this song? White snake did it. Yeah. White snake is probably the most famous one. The Kanye West produced Jay Z heart of the city. Right. Allman Brothers have done it. The Jay-Z track was on a movie, I think. American Gangster, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Shadow of American yeah, Gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This always, I feel like this is, again, with the obvious fucking context of cinema, but I've heard, I feel like this is like very, very stereotypical cinema movie, uh, song. So it's probably why there's a shit ton of covers too. Yeah. I mean, like this this version is, is a, a roller coaster. It's It's hard to... It, like it's hard to settle in at any point. I would love to know what movie this was written for. Yeah. I like like the, the intro really got me. Like it was so it was like yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's really good. And I, there's a lots of interesting vocal harmonies in it. And there's a choir in the background. It was really interesting. I mean, the guy's just an awesome singer. Like he just, I feel like it doesn't really matter what he sings. He just pulls it off anyway. So yeah, it's. Uh, I would definitely enjoy it in like a movie trailer. I would be like, oh shit, should be good, you know? It's interesting trying to separate listening to it and then closing your eyes and you're like, I see some sort of action trailer. Yeah. It sounds pretty action, yeah. Yeah. Up next, we have With a Little Help from My Friends, probably the most famous song that's on this EP, originally by The Beatles, written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney from the album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, released in June of 1967. But... The most famous version of this track is probably the Joe Cocker version from two years later on his debut album, titled with a little help from my friends in Stand up and walk out on me. Yeah. Lend me your ear. I sing you a song. And I try not to say out of gear. Whoa. 
the day Said again, oh no Yes, that last part was my favorite part because it fucked me up. I thought it was over. I love that little acapella break at the at the end. That was real sweet. A little fake ending gotcha though. Yeah, pump fake, pump fake. It's cool, it's cool. But no, that was sick. Lyrics really got to me in that one. I don't know why. I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good cover. It's like every cover in this EP is, is like a more amplified version of all those songs, and they're like executed really well. I do feel for me, this one is is not as enjoyable as the rest. But I think it has to do more with the fact that this song has been covered in like lots of X Factor versions yeah. and like uh, American Idol. Like lots of people sing this song, so I think I've heard this super bombastic version of I've heard it too many times I'm not saying it like it's still good I've just heard it a lot I mean his voice is incredible and this is one when this pulls back and it's kind of just like 
feels it's like more acoustic actually and you can really feel the texture in his voice i i don't know if i get that on any of the other songs and it's really prominent here where when the the bass and the drums and the organ kind of pull back and it's just guitar in his voice and it's like i kind of just want a cover of this song just like that yeah i think those verses are were the most enjoyable part for me yeah. too i think that the verses are the most enjoyable for me at least is because it seems to me out of all the arrangements, this is the one that's kind of, that kind of lifted the most from another version. I mean, this lift like the organ intro, the the guitar line, even the vocal phrasing, at least in the first verse, were all very much lifted from the Joe Cocker cover. I will say though, I didn't even think this was possible, but C.S. Armstrong was able to create a bluesier version. That's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's interesting because the producers on it are two guys, Taylor Dexter and Wes Singerman, who have production credit with people like Drum and Kendrick and Ty Dolla Sign, and more like hip-hop-leaning stuff. So I don't know if that plays into part of the the production or any of what you're saying in terms of like where that blues sound comes from. I don't know. I think a lot of that is in his voice as well. I think a lot of that it's also too kind of in the tempo. I think it's like a couple clicks slower than the Joe Cocker version and that kind of lets him milk all those lines and, and lets the production kind of, it allows you to kind of slide everything behind the beat in a way that's that's really pleasing here. One more shout out to the acapella outro because that was fucking sick too. Yeah, shout out to that. Next up, we have a song called Tainted Love, which is from 1964 composed by Ed Cobb for Gloria Jones. The more famous version that all of us have mostly heard is by Soft Cell, released in 1981. The more slowed down, new wave version of that. There's also a 2001 version by Marilyn Manson. I've never heard that one, I think. That one's real weird. <laughs> this Shout is C.S. Armstrong's Tainted Love. Here we go. But I'm sorry, love, I don't pray to 
love that little outro bit. I think that might have been my favorite one on here. Huh. Yeah. What made it your favorite? It's more restrained a little bit, I think. It doesn't have as explosive parts, and so I could kind of sit with it and enjoy it a little more than being distracted by the the highest of the highs. It's still way heavier than the original and I think still kind of fits into the vibe of the whole EP. Like, I don't think it stands apart because it's a little restrained, but I, I get where you're coming from. And yeah, it does add a very nice contrast, especially when you take into account the original Gloria Jones version, which is way more up-tempo and like kind of like a classic Motown sounding track. And for him to go to that, you know, good, good blues rock place with, with the palm muted guitars and really put like a sassy swing into it. You're right. He's like not selling it all the way. It could sound a lot cheesier, especially the way he's delivering the vocal. Like it, he could push that like kind of corny swing element. Right. But he doesn't. And that is really great. I think across the board, like, I agree. It fits with the general vibe of the EP and like texture wise, but I don't think it's bigger than the originals. Like the other ones, you know, like it doesn't sound as amplified and you just kind of pull it back a little bit. It's sick though. It's still like under the same vibe. Uh, like cinematic as fuck. His voice has this crazy texture that makes everything sound insanely emotional yeah man another another good one yeah i mean i liked it it's um it's similarly produced to, to the rest of the tracks as well so i do like like matt said i do like that it's a bit more restrained like they could have gone a lot more cheesier a lot more emphasis on the yeah on the guitars maybe so i i liked it was a bit more restrained i mean still great track great singer like you can't really go wrong with with him on the track i think all right so that's the ep it's pretty short it's only five tracks it's Five to one, not at all. Ain't no love in the heart of the city with a little help from my friends and then tainted love. Sebastian, thank you so much for coming and sitting down with us. It's, it's a pleasure. I really enjoyed the podcast. So yeah. like, I love being on here. Appreciate oh, yeah. getting your rock and roll ears on this rock and roll music. We're going to play one more while we're all here to outro our man C.S. Armstrong. A song called I Need You. Recorded at Truth Studios. The audio and the video is on their YouTube page. I've been listening to this all day. Let's hit it.
Survive. 